0: Well, it's been a couple of weeks now with the preparation for Christmas. I didn't make a Monday devotion on the 20th, and last week I was on vacation. So we're back at it, though, with the Lord's Prayer and continuing this series. And this time, again, it's on just a few more words, although the subject matter here could go into three or four one-hour sessions, I'm sure. We'll keep it to a few minutes, though, today and focus in on these four words, forgive us our debts or forgive us our sins or forgive us our trespasses. (laughs) What did you grow up saying? If you're pretty old school, you might have said, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. But for most of us, we kind of vacillate between forgive us our trespasses or forgive us our sins. Well, sins and trespasses are fairly closely related. But the word debts is a little bit different, and these aren't just words that we've kind of changed over the years to be more maybe relevant or words we use more commonly, but they actually have a real connection in the Lord's Prayer. And really this goes back to the Hebrew Bible, to the Old Testament, Uh, and God kind of of holds this... um, if you remember, the the, the the whole Lord's Prayer is kind of Jesus painting a picture of what the household of God looks like, what the kingdom of God looks like. This this generous householder, God our Father, our Abba, who gives so generously in, in so many ways, daily bread and forgiveness and all of these other kind of benefits that God gives abundantly. And uh, there's kind of a contrast then between God's abundance that God gives and, and sort of our... Uh, distribution of that abundance, our sharing of that abundance. Do we share that in a way that reflects God as this generous householder, or do we do we share this in a way that's um, that's more kind of an economy of scarcity, where we're where we're holding on to things and we're refusing to share and kind of only watching out for ourselves? And it's modeled really on the whole reason that God delivered the people out of Egypt. It wasn't because the e- Egyptian Egyptians weren't God's people and the, and the folks there were God's people. I mean, God had sent them into Egypt during the time of Joseph because of a famine. The real reason that God liberated the people was because they were being enslaved, because, they were, uh, because uh, Egypt was committing this great sin in enslaving God's people and forcing them into labor. And so God models that, and Jesus picks this up as this contrast between God's abundance and our our kind of hoarding or or holding on to things. Let me give you an example. In Deuteronomy 15, verse 4, it says, There will be no need in the land because of God's blessing. Okay, that's God's abundance, God's giving. But then just a few verses later in the same chapter, Deuteronomy 15, 11, it says, Since there will be need... Open your hand to the poor. So you see, there's the contrast. This is what God gives abundantly, so there'll be no need. God takes care of everybody. But through the filter of us and our free will, there will be need. But our call is to reflect God's graciousness and to give to those who are in need. Jesus kind of picks this up in Mark 14, when there's some controversy about how money should be spent. and, And Jesus says, you will always have the poor with you. And you can show kindness to them whenever you wish. In other words, reflect the abundance that my Father is giving you. Now, what I think is fascinating is when we get to the Gospel of Luke, and of course, we can look at Matthew 6 or Luke 11 to see the Lord's Prayer. And it's a little bit different in each one, but pretty close. But in Luke 11, there's something that I think is very fascinating. In Luke's version, it says, Forgive us our sin as we forgive those indebted to us." So Luke makes this connection between sin, or trespass, and debt. So there's an ask in this prayer for God to forgive us our sin, all the all the broken things, all of the the things we've done, the things we've left undone, the hurts we've caused and that have been caused to us and God forgive forgives those. God sets us free. God God pours out, you know, God's righteousness and mercy upon us and takes away all of our brokenness. But then that leads in this prayer to us forgiving those indebted to us. So now Obviously, that forgiveness of God, um, if you want to call that more of the spiritual kind of forgiveness, although I think it is tangible, but, but let's just say it's the spiritual kind, you know, forgiving us our sins. That leads then to a more what we might call tangible kind of economic way in which we live out that freedom and that justice and that abundance and mercy in the world. So sin and debt then are kind of linked or connected together. So it isn't just some spiritualized thing, but it also becomes kind of tangible and, and even part of our, our economics, how we live out this abundance and, and, and generosity of God in the world. And that's what, or at least part of what, this section of the prayer means for us, what we receive from God, and then how we cooperate or reflect God's goodness into the world. Fascinating stuff. We'll see you next week for our couple, we have two sessions to go. Have a great day.